Welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. And this is going to be our holiday show, the nice. Christmas episode. It's festive. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just try to um, talk things Christmas, I guess. No list. I'm not a big fan of the, the Christmas list or anything like that. I don't know. How do you feel about like everyone? I don't mind looking at people's year end, but I never feel like I need to do the year end lists or anything. Like top Yeah, whatever, use your top uh, 10 this uh, and that. I don't know. I, I, I used to be into it i don't even know why but maybe just because it's like you turn on the tv you used to be able to just turn on the tv and it it was just on top 10 whatever now there's so much content like you you don't have to really listen to it or hear any about anything um and when i see it in articles or whatever top 10 this and i'm like well that's your top 10 that's your way i don't care about your top 10 of this and uh and who cares anyway you know it's just eh, well i think it almost seems like it it was useful at one time for the things I might have missed. Because, right. you know, it's like, oh, here's the top 10. 20. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Now I just feel like I see everything's just all over so the place. It's like saturated with it. Yeah, it's like... There's yeah, people's top forget. 10 list now that I probably haven't seen any of the top 10. Like, oh, here's my top yeah. 10. Oh, yeah, I don't know what any of those are. I don't know what that movie is. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah. And you may have heard of them, but you're like, you know what, I... I probably wasn't going to see it, but if you say so, maybe it's good. And I don't even know who I would trust anymore other than, like, friends. It's not like there isn't – it's not like the vo- – we don't have the voices that we did, like, with uh, Siskel and Ebert or right. – not like uh, – what was his name? Uh, the mustache guy. Gene. Gene. Uh, uh, no, I know you're talking about – God, what was his name? Shallot? Shallot, yes. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like – not that they were the authority on anything. You could just – trust their voice a little more yeah. so if i said oh this is the movie to go see then this is the movie to see yeah so i, don't, I just don't think we have that i think everyone has their own so like i think people like if i'm watching uh, i don't know like something like a angry video game nerd or something like on one of his sub channels he's talking about his movies and it's like <clears throat> oh yeah i like this guy i'd probably watch yeah that film i think everyone has their own version of that now there isn't one collective guy no, no, and it's funny because to go see um, the Bill Street could talk last night, and they handed out a, um, a little program, a little book, and each page, you know, has um, really nice uh, photos of the the production stills and of the film, and on the opposite page, it has you know the quotes from certain publications, and I could I could name like you know a couple of them no. that I. I'm familiar with, but every other one is like, what's that? What's that? And I just don't, I just don't give any validation to them because I haven't heard of them. I'm like, is this an online thing? Is this like two guys in a basement just reviewing something? And it's just become where movies that are getting a lot of acclaim are sort of citing sources that you never even heard of before. So it's getting a lot more saturated. It's not like just Variety or the New York Times or the New York film critic circle or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's sort of everybody. And you go, well, you know, you do what you should do, which is see it for yourself and mm. judge for yourself. I mean, yeah. it's just, and that's the thing. If it. you, if you see the trailer and you're like, Hey, I want to see the film, go see it. Yeah. And if AO Scott hates it and you're a big fan of AO Scott, go see it anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although AO Scott is one who I think I can kind of trust his, he's sort of, out of that school from, you know, Siskel and Ebert and maybe Shallot and all those guys yeah. where it's just like sort of a measured 
opinion of films, you know, comes out of a love for film and it comes out of a, an education, an educated um, palette, yeah. you know. Um, I think that's probably why they still use his name. Like, I only said that because I was going to say that's probably like one of the names that they'll still use because they'll use like, like New York Times. Like, they seem to do like Deadline. They don't give the name anymore because it's probably one of their 40 people that might have reviewed it for Deadline. They're yeah. not saying so-and-so at Deadline. They're just like, Deadline says... Or Hollywood Reporter, I think they're just trying to like, just sort of blanket a, you know, oh, Hollywood Reporter liked it, as opposed to going right, so and so from the Hollywood Reporter. That's but true. you'll see a couple of those, like you said, the film critics are, then you'll see A.O. Scott's like, oh, A.O. Scott still has right. a poll. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're not going to use where I work. You're going to use my name. Yeah, know? exactly. They go, Justin Chang from Variety, you yeah. know, he does everything. He seems to like a lot, yeah. like everything. One time there was a guy who wrote for Variety who went to USC when I did, and he was, I think he was reviewing movies every now and then in a school newspaper, and then I just saw <laughs> his name, I was like, that guy? But, you know, I mean, really good, thoughtful reviews, but it was like, oh, like, I kind of know somebody who does this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had a goal. I didn't reach it this year, writing a couple film reviews um <laughs> and posting them oh. but I, I think i'll do that next next year but it's just it doesn't mean anything you know you read these no. reviews and you're like yeah well I, I probably take something different away from it but sure yeah i think i i like to read certain ones like an ao scott or something after i see it yeah to see kind of like oh i see because sometimes you can read someone's review without trying to be a spoiler and you're watching going yeah i don't know but still once again i'll see a trailer and if i want to see it I'll see it. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I don't care what the fresh rating is on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care what <laughs> ain't it cool if that's still a thing. I don't really care what any of those people say. It doesn't influence me. It's not like, oh my God, it's certified fresh. Great. I was going to see it anyway, so apparently I have good taste. Yeah. Or if it's like, oh my God, Rotten Tomatoes hated it. Don't care. Still like the trailer. And yeah, I might go in going, ah, those damn trailer people. Right. They got me. Right. Of course. I mean, look, if Rotten Tomatoes really hated it, then yeah. you're like, now I got to watch. Yeah. It's got zero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I have, how do, how do you get zero? Right. And now exactly. I want to see it. For sure. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It's just nice to, to, to look at sort of the metric of a tomato, whether yeah. it splashes or if the whole tomato, whatever. And to see people's reviews and to see how markedly different they are. Yeah. Um, just because based on people's, and it's just based on people's tastes yeah. and, and, and their palate what may move you what may draw you to something uh may not someone else you yeah. know so it's just <clears throat> it's it's all opinion and you and that's that's interesting you say you read them after yeah i read them after because i mean a spoilers but also <clears throat> i like to see what they thought of it after to sort of compare what i got out of it um but i don't, I don't like to do that before though because sometimes then you overthink when you're in it because someone's yeah. like oh the way they texturally tell a story with lighting so when you're watching the movie going, oh yeah the lighting's really good i just want to watch it right then i'll read some things afterwards exactly gene shallot would have like a killer youtube channel now like I, you take young gene shallot and his weird yeah, suits yeah. and his mustache <laughs> and his crazy hair it's true actually if he was reviewing movies now at that age on youtube he would be a star totally because he's just like weird and hipstery now then he was just like what's up with the guy with the mustache Totally. Why does he like movies so much? He's so weird. <laughs> he might be dropping twenty thousand dollars worth of pennies and yeah, and buying cars for friends and homes for friends too. Um, after reviewing a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know these 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 lists. I often don't like. I've watched a couple of them, and I often don't like around the holidays. Yeah. Say I'm at home, and uh, like back home, and there's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's boring, and like, hey, top ten, whatever. And you just have it on, and yeah. I don't know if I really agree with a lot of them. I mean, yeah. some of them are like, oh, Black Panther was a a landmark film of 2018. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, other than that, like, um, there's some things, but then. You know, everybody's list sort of is the same, but yeah. it, it really just doesn't, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, um, unless it was like I was in a cave for 2018 and I haven't seen anything and I need you'd guidance. Be, you'd be the happiest person then, if yeah. you lived in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> you came out now like, what's going on in 2018? Orson Welles released a film. That's all you need to know. Then I go, immediately wait, go wait, watch isn't it. isn't he dead exactly <laughs> wow 2018 sounds good just keep that in your head that's all you need to keep in your head like tupac just dropped a new album wait what look i was around when he <laughs> passed away so i'm trying to figure this out <laughs> yeah i think that's what it is it's like i don't mind watching like ones i like like on youtube it's like hey let's see what those guys like because i just look at it going that's what those guys like you know because yeah. it is it's just a, so it's like oh they they put quiet place at number one bold move I don't know if it'd make my top 10, but you know, that's just me. And that's funny because we'll get through a lot of the screeners we get. And um, someone will always ask me, it's like a, usually a relative, oh, what were your top? And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what I saw. Like I've seen, yeah. you start consuming so much, especially now because of screener season, I'll just start consuming. It's like, I'll get on that train where we're just watching like a movie a night. And because it's home, I don't remember it probably as well as I probably would at the theater, which is why you go to the theater. Right. And at the end, it's like, well, didn't you like that? Oh, yeah, I guess I did see that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I put that on my list, I guess. <laughs> you know, you just kind of always I know. like, I, sure. Bohemian Rhapsody was great, was it? Nah, well, it had moments. Right. It was great performances. And then. Yeah, and I think, you know, now it's like, you know, at some point it was like the top 10 movies, which was great. Now, I mean, your life is sort of inundated with like movies, TV shows youtube yeah. you know um all these different kinds of things all this different type of content that you um, view on a lot of different platforms yeah. so you know top 10 whatever you're really not probably not going to be able to see if you have a life because yeah. you know it's a commitment to watch you know all of this stuff you know i mean people watch and probably has always watched more tv than movies but you know it's 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 just so crowded now it's getting more crowded well, yeah, and that's the thing. You're going to look at someone's top 10, especially when you get away from, like, the A.O. Scotts, who's probably main focus is theater movies. You know, like, mm -hmm. he's going to see the theater. It's like, there's going to someone's like, oh, my God, I loved Private Life, which was a Netflix movie. Or um, I don't even know what the Amazon ones were. Or, I was going to say Jack Ryan, but that's TV. But, you know, like, yeah. each one of these places are going to have movies that are big. And it's like, well, what do you count? I mean, anything can be a movie. You can count the Christmas Hallmark movies as a movie but in really i mean you do have there's our our originals on crackle now and all these things so someone might have a top 10 list it's like have two theater movies a crackle a netflix a hulu and an amazon and there's gonna be people going i don't even know what these are right so i don't even know lists are still lists and they're always fun you know but i don't even know if you can cross over everyone can look at a list going yeah i didn't see half that i don't even know what half those are it's not the old days where it's you just talked about yeah you know Maybe HBO had an original movie, but it was usually an event movie, like right. um, the Matthew Modine AIDS movie or something. But right. that was considered more of like an event, and it was not for a theatrical release. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
I saw a trailer yesterday uh, for a movie coming out in March. Oh, what was it called? Triple something. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. But Ben Affleck. Uh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Matt Damon. Probably. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, God, he plays um, God, it's Star Wars. Oscar Isaac? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Um, a bunch of other, like, stars. Okay. And it's like big movie like mm-hmm. but it's it's like netflix and it's like oh. really you know it's it's one of those things where why aren't they releasing this theatrical they probably will they do because it's like that but, um bird box yeah which is a sandra bullock film which you would go oh sandra bullock and it's like one week exclusive in theaters then netflix you're like oh i didn't know sandra bullock it, but it's it, it, have we talked about in the past it's not a degrade to do a netflix film it just seems weird when you see Sandra Bullock, you know, all of a sudden it's like, no, no, I'm doing a Netflix movie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, actually, that's good. Yeah. You probably got more money. <laughs> no, that's the thing. They're, they're, <laughs> that's probably why they're, it's like, why am I seeing these guys in it? It's not because, oh, I want the prestige of a yeah. Netflix movie. It's because they're paying money. Yeah. And so. a lot of people are moving to it. Like you yeah. saw Roma. Yeah. And, you know, that's really, I mean, that's getting a good director and a storyteller. Right. You know. No, no, definitely. It's, it's definitely they have... What well, with the originals that they have, they realize that you know that they had again. It's just a tech company with storage that yeah. that deals in movies, yeah. and uh, it's you know worldwide domination now. Yeah, and uh, they realize that oh, we got a lot of capital, so yeah. let's use that and lure. So what they did was they lured all these executives from all these studios. Um, to run the thing and then they realized oh we can use them to entice a-list talent because we have the we have the money yeah. you know and then they, they they did for these originals and realized oh wow these things are actually getting award season now award season is all streaming pretty yeah. much and now it's like okay well let's take that next step into features and now you know uh, a-list talents headlining the, the, the yeah. features and it's just and you, it takes me a moment still to go, why are they doing, oh, money. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, That's. I know. mean, that can be the answer to anything in Hollywood. I wonder, money. Yeah. Do you think money? Yeah. <laughs> the answer I mean, to money. <laughs> <laughs> because money. But, yeah. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Just money. That's it. Because, I mean, I think, too, with some, like Alfonso doing Roma, he might not have been able to make that film. For a theatrical release, unless it was an award season or something. Right. That might have been a passion project for him. And Netflix like, we want you here. Do it. And I'm not saying I haven't seen Roma yet, but I'm not sure how big of a release he would have gotten for that film being him, even though he has gravity and all these other films behind him and Oscars and stuff. And it's like, I want to make this. Yeah. Yeah, but I want Oscars and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see Roma. I mean, or if they want to make Roma. Well, I mean, it's it's a a film that takes place in the seventies in Mexico. It's you know subtitled in black and white. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, really good film. But you're right. Like you put that, you put all those factors in and put it into theaters, and you'll see a lot of people. Even though it's it's got the pedigree behind it, it's still. it's still a, a tall order to get audiences yeah. out to see it. You know? Well, yeah, because, I mean, he goes in, it's like, oh, Mass okay. audience. Yeah. All right, you have a couple Oscars. What's your next movie? I was thinking of a small family film set in the 70s, black and white, Mexico, no talent. I'm just going to hire people that are already there. 
So Sandra Bullock's not going to be in it. You got right. No, Leonardo's not going to be in it, or it's so you know. he even goes in, probably pitched it, and went, "Oh my god, that's going to be amazing!" But what else you got? You right. Know? And 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 the only way he could make this movie is being Alfonso Cuarón, right? You know what I mean? Because he's got like, look, I have all this stuff behind me. This is what I want to do. I want to make a semi, even though he'll not say this, semi autobiographical right. movie. You know, um, about this place and time. You know, in, in Mexico City. Then, you know, they go okay. Yeah, he's up front. Of I mean, it was the budget was fifteen million, which for what it is, like, is a lot. Yeah, you know, for for shooting there. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and you know, they want to be in the the business of being in the, the business with Alfonso Cuarón. And what's so funny too is like he sort of, I don't know what was his first film. Uh, God, it's actually on Netflix. Um. I don't want to. I don't want to say it, but it's like it's like a comedy. It's like it's sort of a dark comedy. Couldn't remember because it's almost like this film feels like it would be his first breakout film. You know, like you would see this going. We should hire. What else this guy's yeah. got? Is that the space movie he's thinking about? Oh, he sort of worked to reverse. I mean, I know he had a smaller film, but it's like worked really big, and then making the Passion Project, where a lot of times that's your first film. Like you made this little no like small film in your hometown. And you're like, oh my god, this guy's got chops. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's a small kind of story, but it's 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 got some big moments in yeah. it. So it's not like he could have made this film. Uh, could have made a version. He could. Oh, he no. could. He definitely. Oh, for no. sure, could have made a version. But the filmmaking in it, the way the the way he made it, like you you need time. Well, yeah, because um, at that deadline event I went to, he was there with the whole cast, and they showed a scene, and it's like, ah, that's where the money went. Yeah. It was one of those scenes where it was like one take, they're getting into a car, and there's a band going by, and the camera goes yeah. up to space, and you're like, right. oh, this isn't a small – Yeah, it, it's, it's a small <clears throat> film with the abilities. Right. It's like I, I would love to make this film and do this shot, but I can't because I'm indie. But being him, he's like, yeah, it's going to be a million-dollar day. All right. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, I think he was. I was watching some Q and A's, um, and the producers were like saying that he he gave like, one producer the script, mm-hmm. and that was it. No one else had the script at oh. all. And I think everyone read the script after they finished the movie. Oh, I kind of remember hearing that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was such a. They were like, but if we the producers were like, if we had read the script before, we would have told him. All right, no, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. So he was just like, I need this. I need that. I need that. And they were like, what? And so they just had to go and find a way to make it. Wow. I think yeah, it was, you you can't do that if you're new. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think there was one instance where they told him no, because he's like. Because a lot of this stuff is basically based on his memory, and so he he said, "I remember there was a bear playing either cymbals or like a trumpet or something, like on the street." And he's there, like, "No, we can't. We, we can't, we can't we're not going to do that." He's like, "But I want it." No. So they told him no on that. But everything. everything but you else. think he just made that up? So he's like, "Well, if I can't have the bear playing trumpet, I'm going to need this." Fine, we'll give you that. And he's like, "I never even had a bear." <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like his writer. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll tell you, like twenty thousand M and M's. Yeah, uh, the same color, but one white one. Yeah, yeah. In the center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All white, one off white. In the center. Oh, not yeah. white, off white. Yeah, <laughs> eggshell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just. 
it's sort of like it reminds me of where TV went from, which I think started probably with like The Sopranos, where mm-hmm. TV started getting a list talent and started being on par with like as far as content yeah. movies, you know, where it was like, oh wow, this is this could be appointment television. Right. This could really be heavily researched, and um, we can have you know, a, a great cast yeah. and, you know, something really special on TV and watch it every week. Um, <clears throat> and once that started, then you saw, you know, uh, all these movie stars go to TV. I mean, and vice yeah. versa, but um, it started this sort of renaissance in television. And um, now I think that's happening, you know, with streaming. And it sort of happened a little bit with like web series when, you know, you could kind of tell by the contracts. They were like, well, whatever, it's a web series. It's just a bunch of friends yeah. getting together, making something. And then you start to see companies that actually put a lot of money into them and drew A-list talent there. Then the contracts were like, okay, now we have to yeah. really satisfy that. So I think that with the fact that a lot of people watch stuff mostly, you know, on some sort of streaming on-demand yeah. service, that's where the money is going to. That's where all the revenue is going to. So then it's... And you get more eyes on it. Yeah, it follows that, like, they're going to have the money to entice somebody, you know. And then you go, wow, now it's weird, like, seeing all these Netflix movies with A-list stars and, like, hey, this movie's coming out with Jennifer Aniston, with Sandra Bullock, with, you know, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, and everyone else, Will Smith. And you're like, I still, like, watching it on my television going, is this real? Like, this is not, like... But th- they couldn't make this theatrical. Like, yeah. they, it wouldn't work theatrically. Yeah. That's why it's here, yeah. right? And it's like, well, no. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know how well Bright would have done in the theater. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, hmm, why, was the, why wasn't this in the theater? I still have that sort of, why didn't you make it theatrically? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they tried. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about Bright, <clears throat> they, they tried to make that theatrical. Oh, they did? I mean, with the look. Oh, but right. But then when you right. watch it, you're just like... I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, there's some great movies like, like you talk about those events on HBO. There's yeah. some great, great stuff. So yeah. they can, they can make really good stuff. It's just, yeah. you know, sometimes it, it hits, sometimes it doesn't, yeah. you know, but it's, it's coming, you yeah. know? Um, I mean, do you think the, uh, they can bring back the Christmas episodes? I mean, not like just like, Hey, big bangs doing a Christmas episode or like that. Because uh, last night they had, um, they were just repeating old, uh, like, I Love Lucy's and Dick Van Dyke's for colorized for some reason, which I don't really get. Uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas episodes. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. But then I was thinking of, like, all the, like, the Christmas variety. Like, do you think they could bring, like, I wouldn't mind seeing a Christmas variety, but I think people are just so hung up on themselves. Because if you watch, like, the old ones, those people half showed up. Like, the stars. Yeah. You know, they'd be doing a variety show and, like, Ooh, it looks like someone's been drinking. <laughs> you know, there's kind of half acid, and it's like it was fantastic. Oh, bring back the variety Christmas shows. Because, um, I mean, you had the, I mean, I mean, obviously there were the Brady Bunch ones, and then like Donnie and Marie, and then, you know, there'd be like a, not like, who was it? Um, like a Dean Martin. Like yeah. all those ones where it's like, there were the events in the 70s and 80s, but you could tell everyone's like drunk, don't even remember. They're like that's the, half yeah. playing it, and it's like, whatever yeah i mean i think that i don't think that those things will ever like not 
do well. I yeah. think if you if you have the talent, yeah. absolutely. And if someone's drinking and having a good time, chances are people watching and drinking no. and having a good time. And I I think people want to see that. You know. But I mean, do you think they could do the singing and dancing like they did? Like I was, they were showing a clip from one the other day, and it just made me laugh because the cast. It was I think it was a Brady Bunch one, but they're just singing and dancing. It's like I can't imagine like. All right, everyone. Here's the cast of Big Bang, and they're singing and dancing on a variety show, like the C, like say CBS does a variety show, and you have a lot of their shows sort of with sketches, and there's like B. Arthur doing a musical number, and yeah, I think that if you have the certain certain talent, and it definitely exists now, but not as much back then, because because back then I think you had to have. Uh, chops like yeah. you had to be able to act sing and yeah. dance and so a lot of these stars may have come from that but they also you know uh it was also sort of a mandate like mm-hmm. i think clint eastwood had a deal with warner brothers for acting singing mm-hmm. uh dancing and he had to do it all too um yeah. and you know it landed into to acting but it was weird because like i remember watching you just watch something like Sanford and Son, yeah. and like you see like Lamont like tap dance really <laughs> well, and this, you're like, how does how did that character though yeah. know how to tap dance like really yeah. well? And it's like, oh, the actor really knows yeah. how to. That's one of his talents, yeah. you know. And you kind of had to have it all in order to make it work. So I think but like, that is funny though. Like you picture John watching it going, but why would him as a character yeah. that I've seen. <laughs> At what point did he learn yeah, tap? Exactly. <laughs> and not like modestly well. Right. Like he hates life. And I really found out he hated life in real life. But he <laughs> hates life, but he learned how to tap his I mean, this is stuff his father who calls him a dummy would have had to like put him in school and, and like he, really And that character would not have put him in tap. No. No, not <laughs> at all. I mean and I was like, this guy's like doing like jumping up and doing all this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe you attempt that a little down because yeah. that character would never just go all out and just tap, you know? Um, Look, I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> I'm going to tap in this episode. <laughs> so I would love to see it though. Um, like, I don't know, say on the Big Bang Theory, like who, because you'd probably gather them in a room and say, what can you, what can you do? Yeah. Like, what else can you do? Yeah. Um, well, I know that uh, like main main yeah Parson. Like, I mean, he's a theater guy. Yeah, so like that, Parsons I mean, could do, but like, can they all do? Like, if they all like jokey, like he brings it and they all like kind of jokey do some yeah. sort of thing. I, 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 I think enjoy anyone can t- probably do a I Christmas song well enough. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think people enjoy that for but, sure. Yeah, because I kind of miss. Uh, I don't know. I think it was. It felt very event like. But now, like they'll do like event one. I know John Legend and Chrissy Teigen did one or doing one but like all of those are very like shot six months ago man five million dollar but not one where you can tell like everyone showed up probably the last week in november yeah like all right everyone this thanksgiving week you guys have next week off we're filming the variety show am i getting a script day of and they just sort of showed up and you know yeah. they made a cr- now these things are just like midsummer They've had 12 production meetings. They've had all that. They know everyone knows their role. And it wasn't like, who's showing up? I think uh, Michael J. Fox is busy. Ah, crap. Uh, What about so-and-so? All right, fine. And they just shoehorn people. (laughs) Right. No, totally. And everyone always looked 
different. It, one, I mean, as a kid, seeing anyone outside, the character you knew was always kind of weird. Anyways, that's why like you'd see him in a movie going, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. You're so different now. But like you would see them in different clothing, too. And you're just like, what's going on? And yeah. they're just sort of half versions of their characters. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah, and you kind of see them sort of in quote-unquote real life. And yeah. And you're like, wow, that's, that's kind of what they're like. Yeah interesting you know um i think it's always interesting like to see like say for instance in the show that that we do to see the the cast or you know outside of um their characters and the way they dress the way they talk the way they act it's so different yeah so when you when you see these shows and you see them drinking or whatever having a good time it's just i don't know i always thought I always love to see that because it always sort of endeared me to the character even more. Just mm-hmm. even if I like the character already, especially yeah. if they're a character that's not likable, right? And then you see that they oh they're a good person or they right. like to have fun too. As a kid, it was like oh okay, yeah. you know, I can like feel a little closer to that yeah. that person, which is I guess what a lot of people will like to do. That's mm-hmm. why like a celebrity with an Instagram account is so popular because people feel, Oh, I get to, you know, a window into their, you know, daily lives, but you're right. It's, it's rehearsed. It's something that, you know, they're paid to do this and that maybe they contracted to do. Well, I felt like they were all contracted to do that because that was when they were doing those, um, those celebrity all-star sport event things. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was it? The, uh, Fantasy oh, here, she right. remember the name. It was like the worldwide celebrity sport. Like they would all play like baseball yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. was like every year there was the oh celebrity all star. Oh my god, that's gonna kill me. Um, but they'd put network against network. Yeah, and, like those stars would play softball against other star, and it was you know amazing because you like you said you got to see these people like they're they're them just goofing around playing sports but you know that stuff was contractually obligated none of them would want to probably of course like you can just imagine you know it's hard to get people to do press just for the movie they were in yeah let alone like hey i want you to go to play baseball on this team yeah. you know it's like yeah as a cast yeah eh, nah, i'm not doing that no you guys have to give up a couple days of your hiatus week what exactly no and then they slide the contract over <laughs> Oh, I know. So softball, huh? <laughs> Guess I'll be there. <laughs> I was told I went to this little seminar about distribution uh, a while back, and this guy's from uh, the Freestyle Media that sort of they sort of distribute some movies and Fishwick's company. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now he was he was just saying that you know as a filmmaker, like you need to think about a lot of things before you even start shooting. Uh, as far as distribution. Yeah. And he said, you know what? You got to get it in a contract that, you know, the actor, like your leads, have to do a couple of days press. Yeah. Because if you don't, like, they will not. They won't do it. They just will not do it. And it's like, it's, I've seen so many so many movies that, you know, came out. And after the fact, they're like, hey, can you do a press? And they're like, no. But if you have it in the contract, then they'll kind of no. have to do it. So a lot of these press junkets are like people just are contracted to do it, yeah. and that's why they're doing that. And sometimes you can see it, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, Byron Allen, I'm sure he can go chapter and verse on those press junkets. Yeah. But it's uh, it's really it's really interesting of how people just you know won't do stuff. So to do like a celebrity 
baseball, softball, whatever thing. It's like you know that they yeah. were contracted to do it. I don't know. I've, I guess the closest would be what the Red Nose Day because that became that has got enough prestige where now people do donate their time. Right. You know, like you almost had to get to the point where it has to be a one event thing. You know, it's not going to be the four. All right, we have the baseball game in the summer. Don't worry, you get the variety special in the fall. And it's like, ugh. I know. Now it has to be, you're doing it for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I say no, I'm a dick. Right. You know. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. I mean, it should should be about, you know, charity and stuff like that because, you know, we're having a good time and um, why not? Yeah. And it does entice people to go. Look, you know, we are, everyone is doing this for charity. So, okay, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. We, like, they probably should bring it back. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know who would spearhead that at these studios now, but, you know, because it's all about tentpole movies, but. And, too, these were things where you only aired it once. The only reason we're seeing them now is because nostalgia and the the repeat. Like, you weren't going to repeat that Christmas special the next year. It is a one-off really no profit other than that night and maybe you would repeat it within the christmas time you know like oh hey did you miss it watch it again next week i mean that's it you're getting maybe two airings out of it yeah so i can see money wise why you wouldn't do it right but i mean it had to make some money for them back then so yeah they had to had to be a reason i think that there's reason enough you could well i mean but that was also you had three networks true and you wanted to grab that share for that night and it's like hey we're doing the sunny and share yeah you know we're doing this event and you know i'm sure abc had a night cbs had a night you know and um nbc had a night you right. know where they did their variety specials and then but yeah you just probably grabbed that massive share like if you look it up it's probably one of those things 25 million yeah because there were three channels right everyone watched that one variety yeah and you probably did really well with the advertising it was probably a big payday it was by yeah. their black friday at right. christmas you know it's like Yes, we're good. Well, all the all the shows that didn't do well, we're 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 to square now. Totally. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. Cause it's all about it's all about like revenue. I mean, you, you can't. I mean, how you're gonna like uh, syndicate something and all that? Like, if you do a variety special, that's why like a Ma- Michael Bluebier is doing like a Netflix one, or you know they do these. You almost have to have it so produced so you can get the share and then resell it. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, we're airing it now so you can buy the DVD at Target for Christmas for a family member. Yeah. You know. And you're not, um, and, and you think about it, you're not watching this variety special alone. You're right. watching it. A lot of times you're having a holiday party and yeah. whatnot and everyone is uh, around looking at it. So the eyeballs on it are going to be, you know, you say 25 minutes. It might be more yeah. just because... You know, everybody is gathered around the TV watching yeah. this thing. Um, so it's sort of like, sort of like Super Bowl, Oscars, yeah. or something like that. It's just it's a, like you're right, a big payday. Yeah, you're just trying to like, trying to maximize this one off that you know you can't unless you're going to uh, release it like on DVD or something. You can't really recoup additional costs. You have to get a day one cost. It's like opening weekend. Yeah, you have to opening weekend it because that's all you get. You know? Right, and then maybe if it does well, you throw it on your subsidiary channel like oh hey it's gonna be playing on lifetime if it's nbc which i think nbc still owns lifetime or maybe it's abc whatever what? one of those own that so then you would replay it yeah. there for maybe a couple more eyes or whatever right yeah um do you think you could make a christmas special and then like repurpose it the following year like for years later or 
just make it generic enough just with those stars yeah i think yeah you would have to it would have to be very like i think like the chrissy Teigen john legend one probably can re-air next year without because i'm sure the way they structured it which i haven't seen it i don't even know if it's been on all i know is they did one together yeah is i'm sure it's structured well enough where it's thought of that where maybe there might be a reference or two you know because maybe they might have another kid or maybe there's a current joke but i'm sure you could probably you could probably pad that for about three years yeah before it starts feeling or maybe because who knows maybe john legend's career goes bigger and all of a sudden it's like oh hey Remember this Christmas special we own? Let's mm-hmm. just uh, let's keep pushing that thing out. Or things go terrible how things do. It's like, oh, me too to John Legend. No. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to pack that Christmas thing up and throw it right next to the Star Wars special right. that no one's going to see. Yeah, right next to the Kevin Spacey special Christmas. Yeah, it's oh. like, no. Why did we film that? It was such a good idea at the beginning of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you'd really have to make it something and obviously the sunny and shares and all those play now because it's more nostalgia and it's fun you know because a lot of those people are were ended up being bigger stars so you're watching it now going oh my god look at all these people that were in this christmas special in 79 or 82 or something but i think immediately i don't know if you could right Hmm. you know it's like oh we have the cast of charmed doing a uh christmas the new cast of charmed and then next year what happened to charmed i don't know what about the christmas (laughs) special i don't know exactly yeah i think the christmas the christmas stuff in general though does well i mean like all these christmas movies lifetime putting out 40 new christmas movies uh and they do they do well and you know all star danny glover for some reason (laughs) in like one part in one role (laughs) that's all you know he's sitting down or he's doing something he's just he's another one who just moves from set to set because he does movies internationally too but yeah you just you know it's it's a cash it is a cash cow and i don't know why i think john legend knows that because he does a lot of specials he's realized hey i can make money off of this stuff because you can repurpose the stuff a little bit um well yeah i think the more produced ones now are definitely resellable yeah i think those are definitely more resellable because they're not as current because imagine you watch like a sunny and share one i don't know why i keep going it's the easiest one i can remember like all their jokes are going to probably be very topical because you know they came out and did like stand up and stuff so i'm sure it's all about nixon and carter and you're like yeah, I know those were presidents, but you know it's not going to feel right. The Joe, you're just going to be like, I, yeah, was gas expensive? Yeah, dollar ten. Yeah, must have been miserable. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, be great like nostalgia or just kind of looking back into yeah. what what happened back then. But um, you know, a week production pre production put this thing you know he like you said people are drinking having a good time no one really cares about the structure of this thing as long as everyone's having a good time and no one thought it was gonna there weren't gonna be clips on youtube the next day or people joking about oh my god you see how drunk that is and people are playing memes and stuff right. like that That's it was just sort too. of like yeah they were drunk they moved on boom it was yeah. off the air the next day and then yeah. everyone moved on and they were drunk so what i mean they were having a, it's christmas it's yeah kind yeah. of what people do so people did in the 70s right yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless you're doing like a uh i want to see a kentucker special just a really depressing oh, christmas a movie. depressing <laughs> christmas special <laughs> like here's here's this act and everyone's just talking about famine oh. it's like oh come on kentucker oh. what was his last name it was like oddly or something like that something like that yeah although i'll admit though 
because we watched uh, before we were kicked out of our office. We'll save that story for when we're officially wrapped. Right. Our, maybe I, around Christmas time we'll do the next one. Uh, is we watched a lot of Christmas movies, and it was funny how, hey, let's watch this one. This one feels different than a lot of the ones <laughs> we're watching because a lot of them had Dean Cain in it as a yeah. – as angel or whoa yeah cool. what was it cool cool <laughs> <laughs> i wish i can remember the name of it because Terrible please movie. treat yourself to that movie yeah um uh, yeah he was just on the beach for some reason yeah for, because that one girl died right for some reason but we don't really know cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> that alone was the best but um yeah, because we started the Kentucker one, which I don't even remember. It was called Christmas Time, maybe. I don't... Something like that. It had that. a very generic Christmas name where you didn't know. And it starts off, and it's shot on film, which a lot of these aren't. Like, a lot of the newer ones aren't that we were right. watching. You know, all the ones where women or dudes go to a small town and realize they find love there. And they're like, whatever. Oh, you're a prince now? Right. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're the mayor or the president or something. Um, um but the Kentucker one started, and it's like, wow, this looks really good. This is going to be – and it's just this guy who sells Christmas trees out of his trailer, and, and like, every year. Like, he yeah. has a, a – it looks like he has a permit. But, man, he is just down on his luck and depressed, and he drinks, and, oh, it was arty. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, down on his luck and just depressed the whole year. And then he, for some reason, sells Christmas trees. Yeah. And then goes back to depressed and. And he's really sad. good. Like you kept waiting for something. Oh, they're going to burn down the thing. The police are going to come. It's illegal. Something's going and, and it was just like, well, is he doing this for his family? For his kids? Is well, he has a worker? Is that related to him? Uh, he did lay out the story. Story in quotes. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just we're just so used to a Christmas movie where it's like. Someone's going to save him. He's going to save someone. He's going to redeem himself. He's getting another job. Oh, my God. It just ends. Yeah. And he just sits there, and I think he's packing up, and then we end up on just like a rainy Christmas light, and you're like, oh, now I'm depressed. <laughs> I know, and I, it's just like it's, Christmas is not always yeah. j- jolly and joyful. I guess it's also depressing. But it wasn't like it was wrapped up like um, the Eric Roberts This is Christmas. Oh, which we saw a Christmas tree, and yeah, like an hour and ten minutes in, and then, and then a vague idea that there. Oh, that, that was the one with the. Uh, was that the one with the Christmas musical at the very end? Yes, with the creepy guy who ended up being the director. Yeah. Um, but that was one where they were trying. It's like they had a movie. And they're like, it's a Christmas movie. This is Christmas, maybe. I mean, it was just like, you know, one of those things where the set, like when people walk on the set, you can see the wall shaking. And you're like, oh, that was oh. amazing. <laughs> the light shaking. No, we want to take two. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, they're all been, uh, I mean, they all have, I see, I think that's why I couldn't do a top 10 list is because I like kind of everything. Right. But I'll find the charm in all of them. Like them walking into the room and that's, it's sh- uh, you know, the wall shaking. You're yeah. Like, I actually thought they were in a real house. What was like, you know, <laughs> exactly. like even that, uh, I don't even remember that terrible guy that, uh, not terrible guy. He's fine. Th- those movies with all the cameras in every room for some reason. Yeah. Uh, security it, cameras. Yeah. It was, it was the idea he had was really smart. It's like, Oh, what a cool idea. But they never, there yeah. was no story or acting or anything. And there was, there was nothing good about it as a whole movie. There's ideas. It was fun. And, 
we engaged for about 30 minutes and we fast forward to the last 30 minutes so we watched it yeah but i'd still put it on the list hey that was interesting but yeah. everyone would hate me if they saw my list you know it's like what are you doing look i'm sorry that i put sharkenstein as my number one movie of the year i know it's four years old but we watched it this year so that is my number one movie. where would you put war raiders Ooh, war raiders it's pretty good <laughs> actually i was impressed i actually liked war raiders. I, I, no i did and that's why i'm asking like where i would it, would it would go within the top five i think of okay. uh yeah, the should we do like a Mark Planera? Top oh, 10? definitely. I want, to, I want to see that. Now that's a list that I'd be like <laughs> looking forward to every year. I want to see his Christmas movie. He should do a Christmas. movie. Yeah, he movie. could do a Christmas movie. Probably make money doing a Christmas. Yeah. I mean, he makes money now, for God's sake. So uh, he should do a Christmas movie. A Mark Planera presents Christmas. <laughs> oh, and say it, Mark Planera. I feel so bad at butchering his name. I have no idea how it's said. Yeah. But like presents Christmas. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. It, it might it might be Polonia or whatever, but it, it's it's always Planera to me. It's just, <laughs> to me and Zach always <laughs> always going to be no. And I'm so bummed because now we don't have an office. His new one, Alien Surveillance, is finally. I know, in. like <laughs> right. It's like mocking us right when we get like out of right our when office. we can't watch it in the office. And for some reason, we both own TVs, but it's not going to be the it's same. Not, not watching it no. in the office. Like I had so much fun watching all the 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 Paneras in in the office, and that was probably the bump the worst part about our show ending. Yeah. It's like, oh, can't watch crappy movies anymore. We should probably find a way to maybe book a session and just watch. <laughs> How much that cost you? It, well, it's 60 minutes. The movie's about 70 minutes, but we could probably book an hour. That's $450 to, <laughs> to watch them. half the budget of his film. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it is weird how there's not, like we when we went through our list of uh, the Christmas movies we're watching, like the there's not a lot of just, indie ones they all are like from lifetime no one makes like that's not someone's passion movie that makes in like a christmas movie right. i don't know if anyone's ever started like i'm making a christmas movie it's funny though because a lot of these guys were watching it like started if often porn right and, yeah. or adult entertainment some of it wasn't hardcore porn and then all of a sudden it was like oh i'm doing a christmas movie how, how did you make that <laughs> jump and it's not like he has to stay in porn he can direct porn well, of course. and go back and forth but all of a sudden it was like well, I think the first one out was horror, then Christmas, and then a lot of these people that we follow do horror and Christmas. Yeah. I, I just don't... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a thing, I guess. But there's no storytelling connective tissue. It's not like, oh, well, those two things are the same. Christmas movies and horror <laughs> movies are exactly the same thing. Yeah, they're sort of like complete opposites. And maybe, you know, you get your... You're the darkness in you, you get that out in the horror movie, and then like the other part of you, you just like, hey, I got it's too much. Like yeah. I got to do a, a Christmas movie to sort of wash out your palate, yeah. so to speak. Sometimes people would do that. They were yeah. like, you know, do like a Schindler's List, and it's like I got to do a comedy or something yeah. just to sort of decompress from that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, because there was a um, what was the guy that did the one that uh, the ten minute croquet scene. Yeah, that was in the the house that he used in several movies, right? Yeah. It, which I guess was his nice house. His yeah. house in Malibu for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a uh, Christmas in Malibu. Was that the name of it? Or was, um, it was summertime Ma Christmas. It was one where it was just during the summer. Yeah. For some reason, or or they went to an island, and it was still Malibu. Right. And uh, they played uh, croquet for ten minutes, like. 10 minutes of film time yeah that was just 
Ooh, that was tough to watch. You know, I, I would I remember going to the bathroom, coming back, and go, is it, wait, is did you guys rewind? You're like, no, it's still. It's yeah, because you gone. did. You went in the other room and did credits with. Uh, oh AD, right, 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 right. And you came out and you're like, oh, did you go back? Yeah. No, it's still going. <laughs> it's like there's no way. There's no way. Oh, and if anyone wants a treat, that the guy that did that movie did uh, Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Mm. <laughs> um, right. Treat yourself and uh, yeah, watch that. But once again, that would make a list for me. That would make a list, but again, it definitely has an audience. So you just have to see it. You would you would figure that out in the first, you know few minutes but yeah, yeah it definitely has an audience that it's geared towards yeah so because all of a sudden you're like well that's a weird move but okay yeah and then a few minutes <laughs> and you're like i know i i know why this yeah. movie was made this is uh <laughs> it was fantastic exactly i don't know i just it, i don't know there's just something fun about all these people that just make movies and i think yeah. that's what's so no, absolutely I, I think that's what's so great it's like yes you have the the ao scott top 10 which is going to probably include Black Panther, and it's going to probably include Roma. It's going to have all these intense movies that are very good, but I don't think an A.O. Scott would appreciate a D.B. Cooper versus no, Bigfoot. No, no, he would be not. two minutes in and just see how it's shot and be like, "No, I'm not going to waste my time." Yeah. But you're going to get something fun. Like yeah. it, if anyone with their over the Christmas break, just turn on the Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, I'm I think it's mostly Amazon Prime. Yeah, just treat yourself to these movies like find well db cooper versus bigfoot might be don't start there <laughs> go to a mark planera uh p-o-l-o-n-i-a mm-hmm. sharkenstein um uh war raiders alien surveillance treat yourself to these <laughs> films and and not as a joke because it's like you can read the reviews go to it, it that's one of the things if you were basing it on reviews i wouldn't watch any of these films go through like go to Amazon and people go, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. Would they have a dollar budget? Worst thing, worst thing. And there might be one person going, love it. That'd be me because I'm I'm a fan now. Right. But there's something charming about someone that just does it. Because they, I think what it is is like all the people that are trolling and hating it are the ones that aren't doing it. Right. And I just find those movies charming. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about doing it. And the, I don't care who you are, like from Scorsese to... Planera, you know, it's like they all do it for um, that child, like love that Mm -hmm. that that innocent, like just wonder and awe for making movies, and you know, some and then people chart off into different paths, and um, some people are like, you know what, I want to dedicate my life, which which is what Mm -hmm. he's doing. I want to dedicate my life to just you know getting out there getting a bunch of friends and actors together and just making something. And, you know, no matter what it is, people are going to put a lot of time and effort into it. We can debate about, you know, how much effort and, you know, where you should be putting your, your um, resources into making a movie, but you know, this is what he's doing and he's doing it, you know, He's probably got a schedule. He's like, I'm going to put out these movies a year, and that's how it. That's how it works. You know. Well, yeah, like his Frozen Sasquatch, the other one we saw, which was great. It's yeah, he puts the effort in. There's a lot. I think everyone puts the effort in, and I think it's easier to. I think we talk about Mark more, and maybe yeah, and yeah, we could probably tear apart all his films, but most of the time we do it because it's frustrating because he's almost there. Like all his films are really enjoyable, but it's like 
you know, maybe if you just put the camera over there, it would, you know, it solved a lot of these problems. Yeah. Maybe don't wear mirrored glasses if you're not going to be in a moving car. You know, there's just those little things where they only bug us because we're in the business. You know, those are those things where someone watching it that maybe gave it a favorable review aren't going to pause it when they see mirrored glasses. We think about those things because being in post-production, that's our first thing. Oh, crap. There's going to be crew that we're going to have to take out because international QC is going to take kick it back. Right. So the minute we're, we're watching this movie and it's like mirrored glasses, one of us, you, me or Zach. Wait, 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 hold on. Pause. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is in the in the mirrored glasses. Even if it's for a frame, we just know. Right. And I think that's, but those things are just minor. And like even D.B. Cooper guy, he was making a film for a specific crowd. Right. So we're going to keep saying that. So if you watch it, don't blame us. Right. It's for a crowd. And you will know who yeah, that crowd absolutely. is. 100%. Instantly. And if you watch enough, actually, how about look him up and look at the posters of his films? <laughs> that's really all you have to do. Then you'll know who the crowd is for. So I think that's what it is. It's it's fun to tear apart like the big ones. We see Predator or something and it's like, eh, you know, someone definitely made edits. Still enjoy it. And then watch, you know, Frozen Sasquatch. And it's like, I get it. You had digital snow effect. It's awesome. Maybe ease up on it. You yeah. don't need the digital snow in every shot. Do the one shot. Kick us out. We're good. Throw a dot line of dialogue. Thank God the snow stopped. I know. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, you're right. It may work for some people. It's not going to work for us, but it may work for some people. Just as far as taking us there, yeah. you know, a, the digital snow and it's not going to, the fire in the lower part of the frame is not going to make us think that, you know, the fire's getting closer. Mm. You know, it's, it's not, but... For some people, <laughs> for some people, it, it might, yeah. you know. And I think that if you probably <laughs> try out, I, know, I forgot about that. Yeah. Ridiculous. But if you try out their views, they probably get a lot of views. Like Man. my cousin told me about the Don Farmer shark. Was it Exorcist? Shark, shark Exorcist. Yeah. It's like she's like it was terrible, and immediately I'm like, what did? you think yeah was going it was going to be it was shark exorcism yeah what did you think you were getting into and so but i think there's a lot of people like her like oh shark exorcist let me see what this is about and even though she's like wait a minute for first frame in it's terrible some people might be like yeah you know what bad yeah Yeah. well that's the thing all i mean actually thanks to uh shark exorcist got us to shark and got us to mark and all of a sudden we hit we look him up and he's like, he's done 70 movies and half of them are streaming. Let's go. Right. You know, and we, we plowed through and of all the, and it's funny because we watched so many movies this year, movies, quotes, <laughs> and those are the ones that stick out the most. I mean, yeah. there, there's moments at other ones where, uh, was it that, not Sand Sharks, that was something else. There was the one where <laughs> they were, there was a, there was something in the sand yeah. And they were stuck in their cars or something. Oh, right, right, uh, right, right. Be... <clears throat> Moments, that was okay. Like, I remember some of those, but it's the other ones that I remember the most. Like, we watched Don Farmer ones are good. He has a couple. Yeah. But Mark Panair, consistent. Yeah. Always really good. And then I would throw Kentucker, but he's only made two films. He made the Monkey movie, which is very hearty. <laughs> but then he had the Christmas movie, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. I think... Um, with lists and everything, I, I think it's obviously, it's like, just watch what you want to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'll recommend 
Sharkenstein. I'll recommend War Raiders, but only if you want to sit through it. You know, it's not... I don't know why I'm so dry today. Uh, I was in Hawaii and I had humidity, and now I have no humidity. You're still there. Um, I was telling my friend who really wants to make films, and I was like, look, watch these four Mark Panera films. You'll be inspired because he's doing it. Right. He's like, ah, I couldn't get through it. Then that's your problem. You have to get through it. Not like you have to watch those in order to be a filmmaker, but (laughs) but you just have to watch what it is. It's like, look, don't, don't hold... Don't put it on a pedestal. Don't put filmmaking on a pedestal, you know? Yeah. Don't watch Orson Welles' uh, Other Side of the Wind going, well, now I'll never do that. Right. Don't. Don't right. watch that if you're trying to get inspired because you'll watch that going, I don't even know where to begin. Right. Watch watch Panera. And you'll be like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I'll just work on my story a little more. Yeah. You know? I think the – and I need this advice. I mean, uh, this sort of talk, too, every now and then. It's like basically what you're telling is this – go do it you know go do it, yeah. It, yeah it's 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 there's nothing you know nothing to it but to do it. it's just yeah. you just got to go out and make movies you know and you know <clears throat> i'm shadowing a director on a one hour and uh just sort of asking him where he got his start and he's like because i always like to hear those stories and he said i just kind of went out and did it he's like i got a camp buddy in my buddy and me we just went out and got a camera we went out on weekends we just shot stuff and that was it. And we just started shooting. We just didn't stop. And, yeah. you know, kind of got a little traction, got into little festivals. And then little by little, we started to get, you know, some notoriety. And then, like, I started to be able to do um, to do TV. But the way I started was I just got a camera and just went out and started shooting. That's yeah. it. That's all. And yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like I say the same things to him. And, and I think sometimes, yeah, it's always good to hear. But then sometimes you have to see something. Mm-hmm. Like he made a film. It's on Amazon Prime and on DVD. He he did it. He made it. He went out and did what I'm telling you to do. Right. So don't sit there going, "Oh, I can just shoot, but I'll never be Scorsese." No, you won't. It's just, I mean, you might be close, but you're not going. Don't look at that. And I, I think, think that's what it is. You don't look yeah. at that. Just and not saying that, uh, like crapping on Mark's film. I'm not at all. I'm just saying it's like watch this. He's doing it. That's all you can do. Just go do that. You know, I mean, it's one thing to say, just go shoot. Then you can show people, look, these movies are released. I'm not showing you some YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, which actually is pretty good, too. So, yeah, it's like if if you, if we mm-hmm. um, continue to look at, you know, some finished products, some Martin Scorsese, you know, Spielberg, Orson Welles, uh, John Houston thing. It's like, yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do that out of the gate. Yeah. And, you know, I could show you some Scorsese things, yeah. early things where he's like, oh, okay. All right. I can sort of, you know, call, one of the things that they showed us, you know, at USC was, you know, it was Zemeckis' first film, yeah. you know, his first thing he did at USC. And it was like, the, the message was, it'll calm you, yeah. you know, and it was okay. But yeah. it was something that, you know, you go, eh. You know, you wouldn't think that guy is going to really make a name for himself, you know. Um, But, you know, you got to, you know, want to break eggs and make an omelet, make these sort of platitudes. But it's it's one of those things where you just got to go out there. And the thing about Mark is that, look, you were able to watch it because it's on Amazon Prime. He's doing it. He can say that. You can't right now. So. Whatever you think, if you think you can do better, 
but did. not yeah. but not Martin Scorsese. You'll put out a better content, and it'll also be exhibited like in some place like Amazon Prime or yeah. whatever. And you'll just continue to get better because right. all these filmmakers, anybody you like, they just got better. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't look at Orson Welles because he was twenty-two. So put that. One well, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll put him to the side because that doesn't count. I know. Because uh, I don't think he went to film school, right? Did they even have? He, they didn't have film school. Uh, he's from the <laughs> the, the theater. Oh, he would have been a douche in film school. <laughs> Especially if he made uh, Citizen Kane at 22. Imagine him in film school. Like, he would have been the one that's like, well, I'm never going to be Orson. Because you know his first film's the good one. Well, oh, yeah, well, here's his freshman film. Oh, well, why is it so good? <laughs> you know, well, he's 25 doing um, Citizen Kane. And he had already been a star in the theater for years. Yeah. So it's like. Wait, so was he like 16? <laughs> um, you don't do Citizen Kane without some real, without a process of like making movies and realizing what they are. Because yeah. a lot of this stuff was very innovative. Yeah. And, you know, it took 11 months to figure out how to light it and shoot it. And it took him another year to edit. And I mean, at, at the time it was... It was crazy, and what they did with you know perspective and, and different lenses, and I mean that's not something you go hmm, at twenty five. I'm just gonna I mean think about what you were doing yeah. at twenty five. I think I'm gonna you yeah. know sort of innovate, be innovative, and yeah. change the game you know in film with this movie yeah. and make it about a grand, make a grand sweeping epic yeah. of a movie about a larger than life character that actually exists that I'll play. Yeah, exactly. And I'll play the young and old yeah. version. <sighs> you know, it's like the 25 year old thing. I, I just, I still just don't, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I don't, he's had to been 40. I mean, he looks 40. He, I mean, it's just, it, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, too. They're like, I'm doing everything. I'm reinventing or I'm inventing film and Yeah, it's it's not I'm just a star movie. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty five and twenty five is when he was in it, but there were years of preparation yeah. to make it. So he was like twenty two yeah. probably. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> well, in theory, go watch a movie. Just watch movies. If yes. someone hates it, just watch it if you like it. Go do it if you want to do it. And don't think about Orson Welles. Go just watch Amazon Prime. Just go watch some right. movies. Absolutely. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. This has been Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs>